0: Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, we got the details of the big stimulus package. And this is it in a nutshell, crumbs for you and billions for the Sudan and Pakistan and Nepal. They're going to, you're paying for gender studies programs for the Sherpas. Not kidding. We got all the nauseating details. Ayanna Presley wants to make sure. Murderers and rapists get vaccinated before your grandmother. And uh, the Steelers stink. The Falcons stink. And uh, in North Korea now, they're executing people for uh, listening to American radio. And I want to know, I want you to know, I support that fully. And our big announcement that's coming today, all on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and the loan experts will help you find a loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan. Get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Cullinane, let's do this.
1: This is the Jerry Callahan
0: Podcast. All right, before we get to uh, the uh, stimulus bill, the pork-laden stimulus bill with the, uh, let's be honest, with the much-needed help for Pakistani gender programs, I've been saying for years, you know this, VB, I've been saying we need to subsidize the Pakistani gender programs. Finally, finally, Nancy Pelosi and our heroes in Washington have done just that. We'll give you some of the other uh insane things you're paying for as your business or your job goes out the window as you struggle to pay for christmas we'll let you know some of the things the pigs in washington decided to spend your money on but first i'm looking at vb on facebook live right now vb's got his falcon santa hat on and i i can't help but i think of you i'm you know i'm like all those girls in high school now that you grew up with, <laughs> I think of you at just the most unusual times. I see the, the Atlanta Falcons on, on, on Red Zone and I think of what it must be like to root for this collection of losers. So I think it's like a weekly feature when we have you on. We have to mock and ridicule you for, for rooting for this pathetic team. And I said this yesterday and I believe it. The Jets are 1 and 13, uh, 1 and 14. Or 13. One in 13. They're pathetic. So the Jaguars, obviously. There's no team in the NFL more pathetic than the Atlanta Falcons. They are the biggest collection of losers. They should it should be one of those deals where they just break up the uh, fire the coach. Obviously, they did that. Break up the whole team, trade everyone, and start over. Because they have a 17-0 lead at half. They had a 24-7 I lead, I believe. And nobody watching them, including you. New uh, thought they were going to win i mean you must not have thought they were going to win they're going to play they play in two weeks again they play at the bucks again they will lose again it'll be a, another deal where they get a lead where they look good where matt ryan looks like he's as good as anyone uh dropping back and throwing the ball and you will blow it again correct we, we all agree
1: remember uh steinbrenner you had a nickname for dave winfield mr may Right, because he was never there in October, Mister Matt Ryan, didn't he? Miss the first half. I mean, yeah, nobody right. has better first half than that guy. And and he says, you know, we wanted to be aggressive. Would you say in the locker room, let's shut it down, fellas? We got enough. And we, there's no history that tells us 17 points isn't enough. Like every other week this year, Jerry. If I was in Vegas, I told my wife this. I said I would have made so much money because they have those. You can bet the lines at half. And whatever Atlanta was given at half of that game, I would have put everything I owned on it. My wife made a good point, though. She says, Vegas isn't stupid. They knew they were going to lose it, too. You wouldn't have got good odds.
0: Right. You wouldn't have. I mean, I'm sure lots of people were doing that. Lots of people looking at that and saying they will choke. They always do. I mean, it must be comical for you at this point. Just waiting and wondering how your team is going to lose this week. Uh, uh, The other day, two days ago, they blew it uh, again—a seventeen-nothing halftime lead—and allowed Tom Brady to throw for three hundred and twenty yards in the second half. And by the way, major snub for Tom Brady uh, yesterday. I'm sure he's pissed. He did not make the Pro Bowl, uh, which is remarkable because I thought he was a shoe in. And and uh, he got I, that's his, favorite, his favorite trip every year is to go to the Pro Bowl. He's going to be real. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be. Pissed. I mean, he, he. You know, I guess he'll have to. You know, play in the playoffs and maybe make a two Bowl run because he doesn't get who do he get who do you get snubbed for? It was obviously uh, uh Russell. Um, it was Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and who's the third QB they picked ahead of him? Which I don't blame them because they know they know Brady doesn't care, and this must mean a lot to a young guy. In, they also know in, he hasn't
1: been great this year. Let's be honest about it, Joe. Mm-hmm. You watch that Bears game; he looked terrible. Like he he hasn't been on. You know who ought to be the MVP of that league? I know we always say Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. It's Alex Smith. Did you see the Washington football team yesterday without him? Oh, it's that- Kyler Murray made it. Uh, Kyler Murray. Yes. You? Yeah. I mean, he's had a great year. Yeah. But, but Alex Smith, was- who was more valuable to their team than that guy? They, they look. Worse than the Jets without them, And yet, who, who
0: are we talking about? Who are you? Alex
1: Smith of the Washington football oh, Why are we team?
0: talking about them? I'm busy mocking you because you root for the Falcons. <laughs> That's why, why you, I'm how talking how how might about might the Falcons. The, the, the thing, yeah. a,
2: the thing <laughs> about the Falcons, that has to be the most frustrating. We said this yesterday about the Patriots. The only thing I care about is not being in no man's land. Either allow me to suck or allow me to win. And if I suck, that means I get a good draft pick. What are the Falcons probably? They're probably in like the... Five. No, they're, they're, or, well, know, Ryan's they're, contract they're, changes
1: everything. You know, they can't yeah. unload him, and they can't do anything. The thing about them is, like, you go back to the Super Bowl, okay, and I get so many 28-3 Christmas wishes, you can't even imagine it. But in that game, the, the thing you always heard is, oh, they just got tired. It was indoors, you know, it was a stressful week, and they just got tired. Okay, so that's why you blew that one. What What happened this week? What happened last week? What happened a week before? Every week there's a different reason why they somehow find a way. At some point, you know, you are what you are. Here's your question, Jerry. What would the lead have had to been where you would have even considered that they might have beaten Tampa?
0: I think uh, it would if, have had to 38-0. If, if it's anywhere near twenty-eight to three, you know they're gonna lose. You know it's in their heads. I don't even know who else, other than Matty Ryan, who else is thinking about uh, choking, but I know he is. Uh, but but that's I don't care. It that they're they're, they're right, they're not even interesting. Like the Jets are kind of interesting, blowing the chance to draft a uh, you know a a once in a a once in a generation quarterback going out and winning a game that no one thought they could win a game they were 17 point underdogs and they win and they ruin their chance to get Trevor Lawrence I think if both teams lose out they lose but again I look at Matt Ryan I don't know why this interests me but Matt Ryan they did a little display last night for the Monday night game on the quarterbacks with 60,000 yards passing and then they did sixty thousand yards passing with two touch, uh, two Super Bowls, and it's only three guys: Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. That's it. Roethlisberger is a lock, first ballot Hall of Famer. So is Matty Ryan. I, hate to say, well, I don't He's know.
1: He's not. Problems. He is not he a lock. 50, he is definitely uh, not a Uber.
0: first. Ballot. Well, they just—I showed you that the quarterbacks—they showed you the quarterbacks with sixty thousand yards. He will be one of them. He will have. Probably when he's done, he'll have four hundred touchdown passes. He'll have these gaudy numbers. He's only thirty-five. He'll have these gaudy touchdown passes and yards and everything else, and that matters. He will not have won a Super Bowl because he's a loser. Sadly, a nice guy, but a loser, and it won't matter. They'll just look at those numbers and he'll be in. Especially because you compare him to other quarterbacks, and we know now the numbers are very inflated. But he is. Be happy. You happy? Here's your, your Christmas gift. Your quarterback, quarterback to Hall of Famer.
1: Here's your Christmas gift. I'll give it to you early. None of this conversation is going to matter when they win it all next year. <laughs>
0: all right. Hey, uh, that'd be a great story. To see them go back to the Super Bowl would be a great story. But It enough, won't
1: be against the Pats, which would be nice.
0: seven minutes uh, on this. I just wanted to mock you because you're wearing a Falcons hat. And that's – I mean – that's like a big L on your forehead. That's what it is. You. And you know, it's hot as hell, too. I'm L- not going like, to lie That's like a big L on your face mask, you know, because face masks are now the the fashion statements. Do you have a Falcon's face mask yet?
1: Jerry, can I give you a quick face mask one this that'll make you?
0: Christmas gift? What do you think?
1: Yeah, My son, their school made these little coasters for us to you know, Christmas gifts from our kids. yeah. And so they're outside and they, you know, they take a quick scenic winter picture. And so there's my sons and look what they wouldn't even let them do. What there's do no one to around. <laughs> <I can laughs> maybe see that it's my son, but no, we're going to keep the mask on.
2: <laughs> well, how close, is, how close is the photographer though? There's a lot of elements that we, we can dissect that. I, no, it's,
0: it's ridiculous. And I think every reporter or a TV reporter who does their report with a, you're, yeah, a, former, no you're a former there. TV reporter on TV, man on the street, people who do these reports and their only person around them is the cameraman. And they've been with that cameraman, like in a van every day for months, the cameraman and that, and they wear the mask. It's uh performative art. It's ridiculous. You look silly. You sound silly. Take it off for three minutes. Do your report, put it back on. We know it's just for show. We've caught enough reporters you know like the caitlin collins and jim Acosta, catch these people john carl putting on the mask uh when the camera's on taking it off when it's off i made fun of on twitter uh, uh, the herald reporter megan antellini or whatever she's a boston herald reporter and i said why is this person wearing a mask doing the t-? and this was on a month month and a half ago that's when it was kind of rare now they're all doing it these tv reporters are all wearing masks and there's a and here we are. We're outside the statehouse and, and you go, Okay, nobody's near you. Take the mask off, do your job, put it back on. It's annoying me, but that's just one of on My gripe time.
1: with that reporter is she tweeted yesterday a Christmas story is unwatchable.
0: Okay. Know, you're a communist. Know. You're a communist. I don't think it's unwatchable. I think it's overrated. I that's think it's nonsense. Overrated. You know what year you know what year Christmas story was made? Guess. Quick, quick, guess. Nineteen eighty nine. That's not bad. I thought it was. It was eighty three, but I thought it was like in the seventies. It feels like a sixties or seventies movie.
2: I would have said nineteen sixty five. It looked yeah, so old. I would Do Movies get that.
1: grandfathered out of being classics by you, Jerry. Is there a year limit that they're old? They no, can only no I
0: just thought it was years. older, and it feels older, and it's 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 okay. But I don't care. I don't want to rate Christmas Story versus It's a Wonderful Life, or any, or, or Love Actually,
1: or Elf is your favorite. Or is Die Hard a Christmas
0: movie? We'll get. That to, I agree with um, you. Uh, This is a. I'll give you a radio tease coming up after the break is diehard a christmas movie we'll ask you and we'll open the phone lines i don't know we're just here to ask the question we have somebody has to ask the question i have a good radio story i want to get to it'll warm your heart it's a good christmas radio story hey football fans are you an amazon prime member well this holiday weekend amazon prime video is the place to watch the nfl live with back-to-back games on friday christmas day the Vikings take on the Saints in an NFL Christmas special. Then on Saturday, the 49ers face the Cardinals in a divisional showdown only on Prime Video. Not an Amazon Prime member? Well, don't worry. Sign up for a 30-day free trial, and you'll get both games. And you can watch all the action on any device almost anywhere in the world. So this holiday weekend, relax, tune in, and enjoy the NFL on Prime Video. Friday, Viking Saints. Saturday, 49ers-Cardinals. Coverage begins at 4 p.m. Eastern for both games with kickoff at 4.30, both on Prime Video. Friday's game is also available on NFL Network and Fox, simulcast subject to change, presented by Bud Light Platinum, also available on mobile and in select markets. But we have to get to this stimulus bill, because I often get accused by you. and <laughs> that'll, that'll
1: warm your hearts. If you live I, in a different country,
0: it, it's, it, I mean, I, you're a political guy. You covered politics for a long time. Maybe I should defer to you because you're pretty good at this and it, but it boggles my mind as I'm seeing this thing unfold yesterday. And I'm thinking who isn't outraged by this? I mean, if you're, and, and we heard from, you know, AOC and Rand Paul, who are, are, uh, were in agreement on this. We we heard from media, not many on the left, but some, and everybody on the right is outraged. And and be, it's beyond outrageous to me. It's revealing. You've heard for 10 months, nine, 10 months, you know, from politicians, you've seen the, 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 the feigned emotion and sympathy and compassion for the You know, working people have lost their jobs, lost their businesses, you know, uh, getting evicted from their homes. It's real crisis in this country, a real genuine crisis. I feel like it's hit home in, in my world just because, um, in my neighborhood, I see restaurants that are gone. A good friend, a couple of good friends lost their gym that they owned for 32 years. I did a whole podcast about them. They just auctioned off all the equipment. It was like one of those movies where they auction off the farm equipment in front of the kids, you know, auctioned off all the equipment to the highest bidder. The gym is gone after 32 years, Charlie Baker, petty tyrant, governor of Massachusetts, put them out of business, ruined their lives. That's one of a million stories. You know, them, uh, VB you've read them, you've seen them. You probably have some personal stories of your own. It's unbelievable how real this crisis is how personal it is and what do we see yesterday we see this stimulus bill that sends millions of dollars to pakistan for gender studies programs and 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 that's just the start i have the whole list here and i'm going to give it to you because it's so beyond outrageous and people will laugh about it within a day or two they'll tell me i'm you know why are you so angry how is everybody not angry? How how are we not storming the the, the capital with pitchforks and torches when you see when you you see Nancy Pelosi and not just her I'll give you the numbers the vote the vote in in the house was 359 to 53. 360 congressmen voted to send 700 million to Pakistan for gender studies programs. 359 congresspeople did this. They 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 whipped it out and took a took a leak on your head, is what they did yesterday. Why is everyone not upset? Why is it not why how can you dismiss it as business as usual is what I'd like to know.
1: That that this is even more than what you said, Jerry, because not only are they doing this and they're sticking it right in your face and saying, How do you like them apples? But they're doing it the week of Christmas because they know no one's working and they know you know it. And they know it doesn't matter. It can be that obvious and there will be no consequences. You know, everyone always does these yin-yang things like, oh, this is how 2020 started and this is how it's ending. And you've seen those on Twitter and whatever. They're fine. But the best example of how it doesn't matter and they know it doesn't matter is Pelosi giving that speech yesterday where she said, you know, on the $600 per person, I wish it was more, but hey, it is substantial. And everybody (laughs) immediately went back to the tape when Trump's tax cuts in 2018 were being passed and everyone was getting on average more than a grand. And she said, crumbs. So his was more than hers. And she had the, the condescending comment on his money, but this one is a very positive uplifting thing. And she knows that you know this and she knows that you're going to call her on it. And she knows that it doesn't matter.
0: Uh, It doesn't care. She's got her, her base in San Francisco and, and they will support her no matter what. It is disgusting. She's she's She nauseates me that, that you would take a number like 600, 600. And I said this yesterday. That, that would get you maybe an entree at French Laundry. It would maybe pay for one trip to the beauty salon. You probably
1: so- couldn't even have bought a treadmill at your friend's auction with that, Jerry.
0: Uh, That's it, how it, it was. Uh, There was a couple of – you're right. You're right. I mean, 600. So if someone's about to get evicted and the number – of, I, I saw this over the weekend. The number of people who are in arrears on their rent or mortgage are facing eviction is 12 million. 12 million Americans are facing eviction, and they think 600 bucks, which is you know groceries, enough for groceries and maybe pay your electric bill. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing. The idea that people would be grateful for this is is bizarre to me because. Yeah, you could round up to a thousand, you know, and and maybe rationalize it. it was twelve hundred last time? Maybe make it a thousand, or and and or maybe, you know, make it. I don't know some number like eight hundred seventy-two. Just say yeah, it's the number we. Can. But six hundred is an insult. It really is. And when you look at the numbers, it's nine hundred uh, billion, The stimulus package, the direct payments account for less than 200 billion. If they gave everybody in the country this money, 900 billion, it would be, I forget the number 10,000 each for family, something like that. Or, uh, uh, it would be a lot more, but it's less than 200 to families. And the other 700 million is pork. It is pet projects. And we'll give you some of them because they're so bizarre. I mean, I'm looking at, I have a couple lists in front of me and, uh, it's just a quick just a quick look at them. I'm going to go through them all cuz they're so bizarre and I'm going to demand people get as pissed off as I am. I'm not getting evicted from my home. They're not seizing my car, I don't think right now. I don't I, my business my business is fine. <laughs> I I have one employee and you know he's taking a nap right now but that you know he'll be fine. Um the, these people in my neighborhood are losing restaurants uh, gyms, uh, all kinds of people are just losing everything. And they're going to give, let's see, $25 million to the Kennedy Center, which got the poor, they got the millions last time and it was an outrage. And these people are so arrogant and so brazen. They're going back to the well saying, we're going to give more money to the Kennedy Center. Do you want to know what it's for, uh, VB and Dave? <laughs> $25 million for deep cleaning. Increased telework yeah. capabilities, operating and administrative expenses to ensure the center will resume normal operations upon reopening. Another twenty-five million, not you know six hundred, eight hundred. Here's the next item, and they put this in there just to push me over the edge. National Endowment for the Arts. These welfare recipients who can't make it on their own rely on uh, stealing taxpayers' money to pay for their little. You know, art projects, $75 million for grants, um, including uh, funding for state art agencies in an effort to help local, state, and regional communities provide continued access to cultural organizations. Then National Endowment for the Humanities, $75 million. That's That's unbelievable to me that they would think, if, and, and we haven't even gotten to the uh, Pakistani gender programs they think in this time when people are losing everything is a good time to send millions to these artsy you know, artists who are doing what are they, is, is selling their art and, and, and counting on the taxpayers to, to subsidize them. It's so sickening and outrageous. And I guess I shouldn't let it bother me. Three days, whenever it is before Christmas. But we say, we say this all the time.
2: Like, what's going to get people fired up? What's going to get people pissed off? This is, this is Dave Cullinan and lingo, right? This is playing the hits in politics. This is what they do. This is what we yell about every single time they do it. And it never changes. <laughs> <This> <laughs> how, is many times, how many times was this a topic on the morning show? How many times? And you probably did it later. So it's, it's, it, it, it feels, time. it
0: feels, oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even look at this stuff. Here's, is a Department of Education, $30.9 billion. Um, Howard University, $13 billion. Gallaudet University, do you know what that is? I don't.
1: Yeah, that's the deaf college in D.C.
0: Oh, it is $7 million for the deaf college. Um, Corporation for Public Broadcasting, again, this completely unnecessary uh, entity that should have been eliminated years ago. It's something Trump should have done. Defund NPR. And the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, seventy-five million.
2: No, I think I think WGBH's anchors deserve to be making three hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, you know what? Month. They should yeah.
0: just they, they they do if they can make it on their own. If they can sell the ads, if they can make it on their own, good. Recycling
2: luck. the content and the sources every night of the Boston Globe, I think that's right. well worth the taxpayer money. Absolutely,
0: getting, reading the Globe on you know, and, and and make and they get zero ratings. Nobody watches, and and we're paying whatever it is three hundred fifty thousand for the host of some worthless radio show and it's all on the taxpayers dime it's they're 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 the biggest welfare recipients this side of you know the royal family in england but well i'm gonna tell
1: you jerry i this is why i'm mad at trump right now i i don't blame you if Trump wasn't sitting there screwing around with challenging everything and trying to overturn the Electoral College and trying to get states to just, you know, go haywire. He could have been taking a victory lap on the vaccine and saying, you know, they told you I couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time. And we got a record vaccine and we're getting it out there. He While he was taking that victory lap, he could have given a speech for the ages. And the speech for the ages was what you just did. He could have said, on my way out the door, I'm going to veto this bill. Here's why. And I'm going to list every single one of these things. Right. He that is that. And I'm going to tell you the person that put them in. Yeah. So the 700 million to the Sudan, here's the person. And I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat, we're going to name these names because all we should have had and all I asked for six months ago was a straight up Checks to you with nothing else attached, and it would have been more money for you. They turned that down, and instead, they did this. And here's why this swamp is so gross, and you need to drain it whether I'm here or not. He could have given that speech instead of messing around. He He won't do it because it's got nothing to do with him.
0: By the way, that's his problem. Did you see, uh, I think the Globe criticized Trump for not being out front on the vaccine? <laughs> I know. For not taking the <laughs> Exactly. Out. I mean, if he had, I'm sure they would have praised him. It says, oh, it was wonderful that he stood up there and took credit for everything. And he's like, not the first in line for the vaccine because he already had the virus. Anyone who already had the virus who's stealing a vaccine from some senior citizen trapped in a nursing home, is a, is a selfish pig, and Rand Paul said it yesterday. Someone said, "Why aren't you doing?" It? He says, "I have the immunity. I had the virus. Why would I ever take a spot from somebody else?" But we'll get to the vaccine because why doesn't Trump again? Not, not only did out? Trump okay. not only did
1: Trump have it. God knows they shot him full of about <laughs> seven hundred doses. He's <laughs> right. he's good for Twinkies shelf life. I mean, he he doesn't.
0: <laughs> no, he doesn't, and he shouldn't be out front on this. He should step back for once. And let just people see this thing uh, unfold, this Operation Warp Speed, which is amazing. It is going to go down as the greatest accomplishment. He had many, many great accomplishments in his four brief years. But this will be number one. But We, give
2: him, we give him credit for all his PR and his and his communication skills and Twitter. Like, why can't he capitalize on that moment like Rand Paul did? Rand Paul went viral yesterday. I know, that was like, a great
0: things. I said this yesterday. If you're AOC, obviously a, a, a dummy, but she's 31, she's fit, she knows she's in no danger from the coronavirus. She knows she's not going to, if she gets it, she won't even know it probably. And if she knows it, she won't die. Why did she take that opportunity to get the injection and tweet it out or send it out on Instagram to her 8 million followers? Why not do what Tulsi Gabbard did? Why not do what my girl, Elon Omar, did? Elon Omar criticized Congress people for being in the front of the line. It said that should be for the old, the elderly, the vulnerable, Elon bleep and Omar did that. Jerry,
1: what's the difference between Omar and AOC? One is addicted to Twitter. And if you're addicted to Instagram or Twitter, all your mind tells you is, can I use this that way? Nobody's tweeting out pictures of me not getting vaccines or videos of me oh, yeah. not yes, getting vaccines. Yes,
0: they are. Dave just said it. Rand Paul went viral by saying
1: and I'm I guess- screaming at somebody, but he wasn't sitting she's in a chair not getting one. Like AOC, all she thinks is, I got a video here of me get look at me, look at me, look at me. And so she took the look at me moment because that's how and she's that's not how that the bright. mind works she's
0: now. Not that bright. She doesn't think it through. I think. Tulsi Gabbard did a video, by the way, walking in the woods, another video where you'd say, wow, she is a rebel. She did not fall in line. She did. I don't believe she voted for this stimulus package, nor did she take the vaccine. Tulsi Gabbard would be so much better as Joe Biden's running mate, as Joe Biden's vice president than Kamala Harris. She would be refreshing and different and people not necessarily like me, because I realize I'm a zealot, but people in the middle like you would say, I could support her. You can't support Kamala. Nobody likes Kamala Harris. Nobody, not even Biden. They all can't stand her. She's only there because of identity politics. But I want to get back before we, uh, I I do want to get to the vaccine because my congressperson is, uh, I was going to say she wants, we know she wants rapists and murderers at the front of the line, but that's not right. She wants herself at the front of the line, then rapists and murderers, then prison guards and everyone and then eventually you know if we have enough dosages left dosage doses left then we'll get to the elderly and the people trapped in nursing home but that's my lunatic congressperson the craziest member of the squad but i gotta go through the stimulus package again because even in my you know unhinged state i'm baffled by this i'm baffled at the level of tone deafness even for a tyrant like nancy pelosi here's your quick rundown it is 5,393 pages long. Each congressperson got a copy, a copy. They each got 5,393 pages, 5,593 5, pages on their desk at noon. They had to vote at eight. <laughs> so nobody, it is a fact that nobody, 435 members of Congress, 100 senators, not one of them read it, not one. It's 900 billion total. Um, one point. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, 900 billion for COVID. 1.4 trillion for pork for for uh, appropriations. Um, 359 to 53 in the House. 91 to seven in the Senate. <clears throat> Literally, seven senators voted against this. It was Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, Marsha Blackburn, <clears throat> the usual, you know, hardliners. God bless them. 91 senators voted for gender uh, reforms in Pakistan for some. So someone, so if you're still working and you get paid every two weeks and you get a stub or maybe it's direct deposit, but you get to look at that amount that comes out of your check for the federal government and know that 1.3 billion went to Egypt. 700 million went to the Sudan, the Sudan. Ukraine which is you know great because you know Ukraine's so important to us 453 million Nepal 130 billion I mean Ukraine 453 billion it's a billion? No, 453 million. I can't even keep the friggin' numbers straight. I don't even.
2: Know. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to this, and I don't know how you overlooked that Pakistan was recently ranked 151 out of 153 on the Global Gender Parity Index. So I don't you know
0: why. Parity? Like, how do you spell parity? P A R O D Y? That's a joke. I like you.
1: has always been a GPI guy. He, you know, he just goes by that. But, Johnny, yeah, it, it's- do you understand how easy this is? Trump, what, I remember when Trump was running for president, like he would hold up that three by five index card and he would say, you ought to be able to do your taxes on this. And right. that resonated with people because people understand bureaucracy and they hate it. All he's going to do is have a press conference today in front of the media. He's got to put the 5,500 pages on a piece on you know, one side of them and then put like one piece of paper on the other side and say, this one piece of paper, this is what the stimulus bill should have been. Instead, they do this because they cannot not do this. If you guys don't understand how dirty and how loathsome these people are, and if this doesn't show it to you, then I failed in my four years as president. I know the media and he should point right at him. I say, I know you guys won't do it, but I'm going to tell you what's in this thing. And they're going to cut away from me because it's all the thing. They're in on it. And then he should tell them what you've just said. And at least. The five people that are watching during the week of Christmas will go, geez, that's kind of gross. I
0: said this. I tweeted this yesterday that we should – I mean, this isn't asking too much, seeing how we're giving $1.4 trillion to these third-world hellholes. And by the way, these commie – Venezuela, $33 million. for Venezuela? Aren't they still – in disarray. <laughs> I mean, um, that actually may be
1: money that's needed. Jared. They may need toilet paper. I don't know where that stands. But okay, may, they the may do some good, believe it or not. And
0: I'm, I'm sorry. I got this. Uh, you got to be fair to Pakistan. It's only 10 million for gender programs. 15 million for democracy programs. So we're exporting democracy again, VB, which is good to see.
1: The things Export- have been going on for a while there, Export- like, I don't know if it's,
0: it's working so well. You know, how long was uh, Bin Laden hiding? Jerry, you
1: know this and I know this. There, there, oh. I remember back in 2009 in the Great Recession. In Massachusetts, the the state house up and decided that that was the time when people were getting laid off, unemployment was going through the roof, whatever. That was the time they decided to vote themselves a legislative pay raise, and everybody did what you're doing now, which is they screamed and hollered and said this is outrageous. And you know what happened? Not one incumbent got defeated two years later. Right. And, and that I- told them they don't they're not paying attention anymore. They don't care. And one things that Trump did is Trump made everything about him, and so when something isn't about him. No one's paying attention in yeah. this. He's not involved in it. Okay. In you any think way. And no one
0: cares. You think because it's December uh, 22nd, that no one will pay attention because of Christmas. Yes. I mean, bars, yes. there are lots of people who are counting on that, that 600, you know, that money and they're getting 600 and they're going 600. That's like two Christmas presents for my teenagers. You know, my PS freaking fives or whatever it is. Aren't they going to take a look at this? I mean, I, I guess, I'm, um, I'm. Um, 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 well, is anyone going
1: to ask Biden this at his next presser, Jerry? Course, Just out of curiosity, of course, Mr. President-elect, should $300 billion be going to foreign countries in a, in a U.S. stimulus relief bill? Yes or no? Like, is anyone going to ask that? Of course not.
0: I mean, you could literally get uh, – people could get something substantial if you took all that money, that $1.4 trillion that you're wasting on th- third-world hellholes and gave it to people – who've lost their jobs, lost their businesses. That could be real aid, real assistance. Jerry, it
2: would also also feel better if we knew that the government was helping out, you know, private businesses, whether it be restaurants or whatever. That that would make you feel (laughs) a little bit better to say, okay. They never took took a pay cut
1: because they don't care. They're not you and they don't want to be you and they're not going to act like you. You and I would do that. But this is why every time you say to them, You know, this isn't how I could run my household. And they go, that's not how you run your government. That's you're such a simpleton. No, that would make some economic sense to anybody. But they purposely keep that off and make they try to make you feel like the stupid guy. Jerry, do you realize if they sent me $10 million, excuse me, $10,000 right now, I could have gotten
0: into that Cuomo Christmas party. (laughs) Um, t- I'm, I'm looking for the math. Can you do the math? 300 million Americans, 900. Shouldn't that be simple? 300 million Americans. Uh, just say we're not giving it to like little kids. It's f- actually fewer than that. This I want million- it
1: given to kids. <laughs> so does color name.
0: 900 million, 900 billion, correct? Yeah, 900 billion for stimulus. If you just gave it to people, It'd be like whatever, 10,000 each or some insane. um, uh, It would be real help. It would matter. It would matter. And yet they prioritize these friggin' foreign countries, which no American gives a damn about. Uh, It's just, here it is. I got it here. Cullene, you're gonna to
1: have to edit this when Jerry's trying to do math. I think that you're gonna save I the twenty minutes of this Need
0: some podcast. Help. <laughs> Need some help on this. <laughs> don't have you have the calculator on that laptop, Jerry? I literally have the five thousand page bill on the uh, 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 P on a uh document from uh, I don't know where it's from in front of me. Let's see my computer crash. Yours should be exploding
1: right now with that thing trying to load.
0: I haven't even got to the foreign uh, entities yet. This is just uh, like, like uh, uh, fair housing 2.5 million for a fair housing enforcement. I mean, did you, you, you know what it is, too, Jerry? So, so if
1: you call them on that, they go, it's 2.5 million. Are you, are you serious? But it's the old Charlie Sheen line when he was on the stand during the infamous Heidi Trice madam trial. They said, Charlie, you spent six grand on hookers on this day. You spent seven grand on this day. You spent 12 grand on this day. And Charlie Sheen, they go, do you have any comment? He goes, "Jeez, it adds up, huh? <laughs> but that's this bill where everybody throws in a little thing and they act like, oh, it's nothing. But then you realize you put it all together and, gee, it kind of adds up. And it adds up to money that's going to not us, but it's going to stupid pet projects. And I once asked Stephen Lynch, uh, Jerry, one of these similar circumstances, like, can you at least get me the name of the person who put in the... Beetle larva study that's getting 31 million. And he goes, you know, I'll get back to you on that. But those are hard to figure out and track down because something and they purposely do this thing where you can't figure out who it is. And they cover for each other because they know that they're putting something in that's equally a name and they don't want some other congressman finding their name out. And so nobody. Why does a Rand Paul put out a whole list of these things? He doesn't.
0: I said that yesterday on Twitter. Just name the person who insisted that we fund Pakistani gender programs. Just tell me the car. Con- I'm sure it's some lunatic, uh, you know, lefty, crazy squad member or whatever. Uh, find that person. Make that person public. That's not asking a lot. This is still, you know, Demart. We. I mean, unfortunately. If know, I was Mitt Romney, though, have I know you media. love him, Jerry. Unfortunately, journalism died, you know, long ago. There is no media. Most of the media has no interest in exposing these frauds because they know they're most likely Democrats, but not all Democrats. There's plenty of pork jammed in here by Republicans. We know that plenty of Republicans have voted for it. So name names. That shouldn't be asking a lot. You're right. Name names. Who put this, who, who insisted we fund, you know, the Smithsonian, uh, and, you know, with, with a billion dollars for a museum in this time when people are genuinely struggling, they think it's time to fund the arts and museums. Well, this is where and, Romney is.
1: Like, it, you know, I mean, Mitt Romney wants to be that guy. If Trump did any of this, Romney would be tweeting about how disappointed he is and how outrageous this is and blah, blah, blah. Well, then where's the tweet here? Where's anything? One person that put in nothing should be taking a victory lap and say, Yes. I put in nothing into this bill because there should be nothing in this
0: bill other than relief. That's checks. Like a, a guy like Josh Hall, he's very disappointing. He's been railing on this saying it should be direct payments to people. He stood with Bernie Sanders the other day and, did a, and said, we must uh, put together a simple bill earmarked for people straight to to the public. I think it was 1200. He's insisting. So yeah. he loses. They get 600 to people. They, they pack it full of pork foreign aid to all these hell holes Josh Hawley voted for it. I need someone to explain that to me. If Ted Cruz and Mike Lee and, and, you know, uh, Rand Paul can vote against it. Why can't Josh Hawley? Why can't every Republican and say, I can't vote for this. Look, here's why. Do they really think there'll be blowback or bad publicity saying he voted against the stimulus? Nobody's happy with this. Do you think anybody, anybody in America is opening up their $600 check knowing that it's been a total of, 1800 in aid in 10 months, 10 months. They've given people $1,800. People have lost everything and they get six. They get frigging gas money. You think anybody's happy with that? Anybody. And it could have been 1,200 six months ago. It could have been 1,200 right. four months ago. Good point. And they said no because it was about the election. I mean, I think everybody, even if you're a complete lunatic lefty, if you write for the globe or the New York Times, you know, this was Nancy Pelosi that kept it, that blocked it, that stopped it and admitted afterwards. Well, we got a new president now. Time to get work. to get to work on the stimulus. It worked. It worked. And, and people voted for this. People voted for this insanity. They voted for a, a Biden administration where you're right. If he's asked about it at all. He'll rationalize it. He'll support it. He's he's not going to be against any spending. Any. you know it's
2: you know wild to me and I know this is kind of a little bit off topic but we were talking a couple of days ago about how Dave Portnoy is trying to raise money and he what he's doing is great right and they're almost at the two million mark he is scratching and clawing his way to get the two million dollars for this fund to go back to small businesses and restaurants and doing it man and, and he's doing it but think about this just think of you, you he said Bernie Sanders and it hit my brain for one second remember 2016 Bernie Sanders average donation size was25 dollars from six million Million people. Bernie Sanders, a, a politician, raised 160 million dollars for his campaign, and we can't like people can't spend 20 dollars to go to a fund like this and and just laugh in the face of government and just say fuck you, you're what? not doing it. We're going to like
0: he shouldn't what? be calling for two million dollars. He shouldn't What's, be. What is the Woodrow Wilson Center? They get in 14 million dollars. The Woodrow Wilson Center. And why haven't we changed that name? That's very. I mean, he was a racist. We know that. Um, there are places I don't even know what they are, and like maybe that's what it's for. What, what Nepal? It's
1: Nepal? going to cost that much.
0: Nepal is where Mount Everest is, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know where Nepal is, Dave? Uh, I I don't. So well, all you. the
1: it. city has a hockey stadium? Calling yeah, names yeah. anywhere it is. Like, uh, yeah, I, know, I know everything about Canada. Yeah. live.
0: This is where the Sherpers live, right? Because Nepal. I'm going to count the zeros. One, two, three, four, five. Nate Paul is getting $130 million of your taxpayer money to Nay freaking Paul. For what? Jerry, oh,
1: what? what's one of your favorite Ronald Reagan quotes? What's why you love Ronald Reagan? He actually said- how. Out- favorite Ronald Reagan
0: quote is, I'm paying for this microphone.
1: That's my favorite Ronald Reagan. Well, your, your second or third favorite, Tear Down the Wall is pretty good, right? But it was the one when he was running in '80. Government isn't the answer to your problems. Government is the problem. And this shows it. They had a chance not to be the answer to your problems, but to help you out. And instead, they gave you two double middle fingers. I sure did. Not two double, double middle fingers. And said, not only are we not helping you, we're going to help Nepal and Senegal and Bengalese <laughs> and, and everyone else much more than we're going to help you. And you're going to take it and like it. Because government way,
0: the way, is the problem. It's only just begun because, uh, again, it was 5,600. Oh, paid. I agree. People are just getting through it now. Some of the you know watchdog groups, and there aren't many, you know, Tom Fittons and media research centers are just getting through this now. And trust me, the uh, Pakistanis aren't the only one getting money for a gender or whatever gender program. There's going to be more, and you're going to be more outraged. And I just beg people to read up. And under- when you open that $600, just consider that. Just you Remember Jack Nicholson. This is two middle fingers to you from Nancy Pelosi. That's remember it, Jack
1: Nicholson in the original Batman. This town needs an enema. Yes, but it's not. But I, that's DC needs to shut down so that they can feel. Good point we have had to live with for a year. Again, Trump. There, there are things he really could have done that would have been classic Trump. He just didn't think it through right, or he ignored the people that were advising him. Well, but you remember the last government shutdown when they said, "Screw it, fine." That's nobody that's, cared on Main Street because they were like, "Good, these guys are feeling what we usually have to endure, and they're shutdown, eating
0: it." Just so people know, a government shutdown affects about what sixteen or seventeen percent of the federal government. The rest, and it's there's another word for it. If you're a federal um, worker who gets laid off. There's another word for a government shutdown. It's called a vacation. It's a paid vacation. You take two, three weeks, you know, with your family, go away. When you come back, you know what's sitting there waiting on your desk? uh, The the money for the two or three weeks that you were off. They get paid for it. It's the biggest – it's one of the bigger lies from the mainstream media that there's real pain from a government shutdown. There is not. They get all the money. There's no one who gets laid off. It is just a a, a nice vacation. But it is symbolically something Trump could do. I think – There are a number of people on Twitter asking him to read some of these pork barrel projects and name some of the people who inserted them and veto it. And hopefully he does all the above and he makes a big issue of it because this is what he was elected for, to shine the light on this kind of corruption. And that's what it is. Nancy Pelosi is, by the way, her right hand man or whatever you call Steny Hoyer. If you missed this, he made a speech on the House floor when they were allegedly debating this, this bill lamenting the fact that there's no pay raise in it for Congress. There was no cola raise for, for Congress in the bill. And he was pissed. If that's not the height of arrogance in the middle of a, still in a, in a recession with people out of work and businesses folding, he went on a rant or about not getting a raise for these pigs who are sending your money to Nepal by the way, pay they pay basically, pay.
1: basically did have a raise because everyone else in the world had to take furloughs, had to take unpaid vacations, and had, they to, had do it all all to do all sorts of Job yeah.
0: remotely, you're right, and and but just rest assured when you open that six hundred dollars, here's why it's not more. Here's why it's not a thousand, twelve hundred, two thousand. So we could pay you, your taxpayer money could go to Nepal so Sherpas could have gender reassignment surgery. That's I said I just read that gender reassignment surgery for Sherpas. million. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by
2: Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, is Dave McDonough. Dave, give me a little update of last week. We have the COVID relief talks. Give me an update on how the market reacted. You know, Dave, the market finished down just a bit. It finished down
1: because Congress cannot get their act together. This market, this economy needs a bridge to a fully vaccinated citizenry. And it's not happening because Congress is playing politics with people's livelihood.
2: All right, so holiday season, year-end planning. What do you expect for literally the end of the year, but then also into next year?
1: So it's typically light volume during the holiday week. But what I will say is this, David, there is too much optimism out there. There There's too much confidence that stocks can't go down. And that's a sign for me that folks out there need to be more
2: proactive with their portfolios. One way of doing that is getting their hands on the 2021 outlook. I don't know who you think you are. That is my job, Dave. You got to go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. We've given away the outlooks for years and years, and LPL does some great research, Dave.
0: You know, David, it's simple. There's a lot of mistakes that you can avoid just by getting educated. This is one way of educating yourself.
2: All right. Get your hands on it. The 2021 outlook, that's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment
0: advisor, member
2: F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C.
0: Let's get to the vaccine. Are you taking it, VB? I I feel obligated to ask everyone this because, you know, VB, uh, uh, a turtle boy, is one of those, I'm not taking it. And you know what? He shouldn't. He's young. He's healthy. He's fit. There's there's no need. But what about you? Are you one of these people who are nervous about it or are you going to be uh, anxious to get it or what?
1: I, I, I mean, I'm sure I'll get it at some point in 2021, but I'm not high on the list and I'm not eager to get it. So I'm not trying to cut the line. So uh,
0: I got, I got a, uh, I got a hint. If you want if you were anxious, nervous, and you wanted to get it, in fact, I'm going to tell my mother-in-law, she wants to get it. She needs it. She's older. Um, She wants to get back to living life. So she wants it. Here's what she should do. Go out and uh, I don't want to say murder someone, but you know, rob a bank, rob a bank, you know, do some time. Then my congressperson, the craziest member of the squad, Ayana Presley, will insist she move to the front of the line. This is almost, I don't even, this today is so bizarre to me that we're literally talking about in the middle of a recession, paying for gender studies in, 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 in Pakistan. And we're talking about prioritizing prisoners again. She doubled down. She tweeted about this culinary. I don't believe there's sound, but I believe there's a tweet saying, yes, these are the most vulnerable members of, or oh, whatever, you know, she rationalizes it and said, we must start with criminals. She literally thinks, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for name and name. So I did it yesterday. She thinks Charles James who murdered Jeffrey Curley, uh, Stevie Flemy, who murdered countless people, women, uh, Zarniav, of course, Zarniav can't forget, should be vaccinated before your grandmother or your mother or your father.
1: Bernie Madoff, who ripped off your grandmother's
0: savings, right. and uh, you I, know I'm, we're talking about mass murderers here. VB, try to keep up. I, huh? yeah, I put Bernie Madoff right
1: there, Jerry. I he's know, Bernie At Madoff affected he's way more lives.
0: At least, uh, Bernie F's young, and he's going to get vaccinated before people who are trapped in nursing homes, World War II veterans, and Ayanna Presley is okay with that.
1: You know, you're baffled by the the pork bill, but I'm like, that's my whole life. That's what they do in Congress. They do what they do. So I'm not as, like, sh- shocked by you. I thought it might be different this time. I'm numb by it, so I'm not. But this one is more, what does the CDC do? Because wouldn't some faction of the CDC in March when we realized, oh, we need 14 days to stop the spread. Jerry, you know this, like, Belichick. Okay, we're in the playoffs. One of you, your job is to scout Pittsburgh, and that is it. You do the game plan for Pittsburgh. Right. You you do special – and you prioritize stuff, right? Wouldn't some small group in the CDC have been assigned the task of coming up with the priority list of the vaccine distribution if and when we get it? It turns out nobody had any plan for this, and nobody knows how to do this.
0: We had almost a year. And everybody has a different plan. And I realized, and we debated this yesterday, and I, some people defended him. My my guy, Greg Gutfeld, defended AOC uh, and, obviously, Ed, you know, Ed Markey, Liz Warren, uh, Marco Rubio from going to the front of the line. He thought it was a good – and I'm saying, wait a second. She thinks – AOC thinks her getting the vaccine is showing everybody that they should get it? Well, if you're talking about World War II vets who are 90 years old and and alone – and suffering, I'm pretty sure that they would sign up for it right now, and they don't need AOC's performative art, you know, AOC's show of uh, whatever faith in the vex. They don't need that. That's not convincing anybody. It's ridiculous. She's just dumb. She thinks she needs it. She doesn't understand. She's not vulnerable. But anyway, the idea that Congress belongs at the front of the line is so insane. These people are just greedy pigs. I, I, the idea that prisoners, that's even more just... And I get people, I got some people who say, yeah, but you got to worry about the guards. You know what? You want to put guards at the front of the line? I'm fine with it. But prisoners, especially young ones, because why? Because they might get the virus. So what? They're not going to die. And even if they do, they're prisoners, they're murderers. That's the risk they took to, before they committed a crime. They should have considered that maybe, you know, the rest of their life, they won't be be protected and coddled and and kept safe by our Congress people, it's just insane. She is insane. It's Ayanna Presley, she's more like committed than any of, the, of those. You ever hear talk? She's more committed to the cause, which is outright crazy, socialist, radical, whatever. She's nuts. And this is just another example. She wants to take care of murderers first. Bizarre. This is also an
2: example of power because how often were we talking about Ayanna Presley in Boston?
0: You know, like she, she didn't make headlines in Boston like this. She loves, she loves being a squad member. She does. And she tries really hard to stand out. Like she tries to keep up with AOC and Elon Omar. So she'll come out one day and say, yeah, I think we should, I think whatever. Santa Claus is racist. And then you'll go, what? You're just trying too hard there. Iana. you really are. You know, she wants to, but it isn't
1: because it gets press, and press is what wins elections, and press is what gets you prestige, and prestige gets you power. She's on the path. I mean, Jerry, I remember my brother used to be an aide to a congressman down in DC, and when, when C SPAN first came around, There was this young congressman from Georgia who used to stand on the House floor when nobody was there. And he would do these ranting and raving speeches about how outrageous everything was. And there'd be nobody in the chamber. But if you were watching C-SPAN, you thought he was lecturing Congress. That was Newt Gingrich, who ultimately became speaker. He understood the power of that camera. Presley gets it here, too. You got to throw the loudest banging... Biggest flame exploding Molotov cocktail. And if you do, you will be rewarded. She does it consistently. Bernie
0: taught this lesson. And Bernie she said prisoners she should right. vote. He almost won twice. And she doesn't back down. And it's like, oh, you know, that's a trouble. People said, What are you nuts? Prisoners first? And she said, Yep. Yep. we got to take care of the prisoners. And you go, Wow, she really she's loud running. enough
2: long enough, people what was, started. What was one what was one cause when she was on the Boston City Council that uh, you that you remember of hers? None. She, I don't she, remember but, she was on the uh, nightly news or anything. I don't remember well, one. That's true of the entire Boston City <laughs> wow. Council. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on. But, yeah.
0: but she she doubled down on this. And instead of C SPAN, now you have Joy Reed. She'll go on with Joy Reid. Oh, weekends on MSNBC is complete Looney Tune time where all the real nuts go on there and you know do all the whatever the, the black lives matter stuff. And that just, everything's about, you know, they're, they're all socialists. They're all crazy. And she's leading the the charge, but I have to give Tulsi again, credit Rand Paul credit. They said, we're not taking the vaccine. Give it to the old folks, give it to the, you know, go to the nursing homes, leave us out of this, which is commendable, especially when, uh, I'm killing, uh, you know, uh, AOC and, uh, and Marco Rubio and the rest of those. And Marco Rubio, by the way, um, it wasn't a good look. He's got I thought there was like a little white thread hanging off his shirt, and then I realized it was his arm. And he's like this skinny, pale, sickly. I said, maybe he does need the vaccine. He he's only 49, but he doesn't look good. Um, all right, so you're going to wait your turn like I am. I don't really care. I, I know there are lots. I'm going to be heroic here. Hey, Jerry, why don't we do it together? We'll be like De Niro in Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started on friggin' Fauci again. Did you see him talking about how he went on North Pole and vaccinated Santa. I'm like, oh, shut up. Just go, just go, go to, go to a, put a lab coat on and go in a lab somewhere and do some work. Guys on so- Well, again,
1: I didn't criticize him at the time, but you, you want to throw out the first pitch at the Nationals game, fine. But also, let's have somebody working on vaccine distribution protocols so that we can hit the ground running when we get there. Nobody, it's almost like, what? We have a vaccine and everybody starts scrambling. Like, we were saying this was coming. I know we don't trust Trump on anything, but don't you prepare for, hey, maybe we catch lightning in a bottle. If we do, what are we going to do? Nobody. Nobody figured out. Here's how it's going to go, and here's how we're going to prioritize this. And so everybody's scrambling, and everybody's trying to figure out who gets what, and then how they distribute it. And it's just foolish. All right, and you know what? You know, I,
0: I hate to you know be one of those uh, love fanboys like Cullinane, but you know would be a, do wonders for our, our our federal government if Dave Portnoy was like in the Senate. Because I mean, he's he is what he is. He's he's a lunatic. He's a you know, he's a performer, an entertainer, but he gets stuff done. And, and, and Dave mentioned it earlier that he just someone challenged him to start a fund to help the restaurants in New York. And he said, all right, I'm in. And what have they raised now? Two million. Two million. But you didn't even respond to it. Don't you think that's messed up? Like I remember, everybody On was bragging. about it. Didn't respond.
2: My no, comparison that Bernie Sanders was raising sh- like small dollar amounts that equate to monster dollars. Here we are in a pandemic where we're literally driving down the road and we're seeing businesses hurt. We're, we're knowing friends and family that's hurting, and this guy has to scratch and claw his way to two million dollars. And Bernie Sanders was able. He to did scratch his claw.
0: He an announcement, put some t-shirts up for sale, yeah, I and mean, it's still a, it's still a yeah. battle. Like. It's It's still still an amazing job, and we must commend him. And he got Army a bowl game. Let's be honest. He pressured the bowl committees to include Army when they were stiffed, when they were slighted, and now uh, Army is going to the Liberty Bowl. And and you know in other bowl news, which I should mention, it's part of the exodus from California. The Rose Bowl is leaving California, which is amazing because it's like a 100-year-old stadium. I've been to the Rose Bowl. Are they just taking it like putting it on the back of a truck and moving it to Texas? <laughs> it's the
1: only bowl that actually has the name of the bowl this on too. the stadium it's and amazing. of course we're not going to have it there like it's so it's going to Jerry World. That is but, amazing. Uh,
0: You're moving the Rose Bowl. Obviously we we hear some of the names like Elon Musk is moving to Texas and Joe Rogan. Now the Rose Bowl is moving to Texas, which I think is pretty cool. I would I'd love to move to Texas. Wouldn't that wouldn't you just feel so Isn't it the
1: yellow, should it be the yellow Rose Bowl? Isn't Texas the yellow Rose of Texas? Isn't that a song? And I know I, I think I there's claims that, that that has racist overtones. So <laughs> maybe they won't do that. But wasn't Earl Campbell the something, the Tyler Rose? Like, shouldn't they rename it something for this year alone, just so it fits in with where they're going to play the thing? Because Rose Bowl is California. It ain't Texas. The musk yeah, Bowl. Well, is not
0: anymore. Debate. Texas. Uh, all right, I want to get to a couple more things, by the way. I don't know where you stand on the Steelers, but I, I, I watching the Steelers lose for the third straight week, I, I get a big kick out of that. I don't know why. it's I was telling my son this. I said, I think it's something from my deep recesses of my mind from my childhood, watching the Steelers dominate and obviously beat the Patriots, beat everybody just year in and year out, watching them suck. And I like Mike Tomlin, but I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. Watching them choke, watching them lose three straight after winning 11 straight and probably pissing away the division is a lot of fun. And plus, I'm, I like Cleveland. I'm rooting for Cleveland. They're they're a good team. Uh, they're a great team to root for right now. So if if Steelers lose and, and Browns win next week, and I believe the Browns have the Jets. Then the Browns win the division, or they you know two weeks left. But the Browns,
1: they're in front. Yeah,
0: will be in front and we'll win the division, which is great. Even though they won't get a bye, just the idea that you know
1: Pittsburgh beat them by forty. I think the first
0: time they <laughs> played, were eleven and zero, and now they are reeling, and they are the worst team. I heard more than one person say this last night. They could be the worst team in the AFC playoffs after going eleven and zero, and they're going to get spanked either by Miami or. Uh, or Buffalo, whoever they play in the playoffs, They'll
1: get spanked by Miami. Miami doesn't spank anybody. They'll get beat 23-20 to 20 or something like that. But you know why you hate that you do like to root against Pittsburgh, Jerry? Collinsworth did this a couple of weeks ago. right? It was in that Baltimore game. He couldn't stop telling you how awesome it was that Roethlisberger doesn't get sacked anymore because he's been ordered to get rid of the ball within 2.8 seconds. And they kept showing it over yeah. and over again. And what I love about it, this is the Theo Epstein of football. Pittsburgh has bought into stats and they chase these ridiculous Carmine numbers where point of release has to be and receivers have to cut and but that's not football. And people figure that nonsense out and they go, okay, Roethlisberger has to throw it no matter what. So just cover the guys short and they don't know what to do because they well, won't let what, the guy sit in the pocket.
0: I, I think they, if they put that clock on Cam Newton, uh, that would do him some good. Cause he is the anti-Rothersburger. He can't get rid of the ball. It just I mean, he drops back and he ha- hangs on for it. He has a terrible pocket presence this year. And as I pointed out yesterday, terrible. His accuracy is awful. Cam Newton is like the least accurate quarterback in the uh, starting quarterback in the NFL. Hell, Ryan Finley looked better than Cam Newton. Well, eh. At times, last night. Other you, times,
2: did you read his whole uh, Instagram post last night? Could you make out the language like, that he's? Titled?
0: No, I don't even understand what he does with that. He does I, these weird letters. He's got his own language. What was hey. it, like apologizing for how much he sucks? He
2: took accountability for how much he sucks. I mean, he's a great interview. We know that by now. Oh, yeah. he a he, a, he, he awesome him. hats, kind of like
0: VP. He's got great hats. Fantastic.
1: He is great about saying this one's on me, but there's only so many times oh. you can hear this one's on me before you go, maybe we put it on somebody else.
2: So, <laughs> he's well, what awesome did, uh, Lou Marloni tried to get it out of him, but Jesus, Belichick was rough yesterday with him. Did you see any of those videos? Jerry, no. you
1: get the Belichick. I know you did this yesterday, but. Do you get Belichick not kicking the field goal and going for it on fourth down? It makes zero sense. Always... He's the smartest coach in the world, right? So why? It makes no sense that he didn't do that, and it makes no sense that he's sticking with Newton here. He's what got, is he doing?
0: He's got the best the best player on his team is the field goal kicker. Um, I don't know. Maybe like Pat McAfee said, maybe he's checked out. Is that the dumbest thing you could say? Yes. I mean, you could say what you want about Belichick, that he depended on Brady. His record without Brady sucks and it's getting suckier by the week. Uh, but Belichick checked out, meaning what? Like he's not trying because he they had a 12-man on the field uh, penalty, and that's Pat McAfee's evidence that Belichick has checked out. There's a lot of things happening up there that are very un-Bill
1: Belichick-like. Yeah. There are a lot of decisions and situational football situations <laughs> that nice.
0: are not being run well. I'm wondering if Bill Belichick is checked out. Oh, is Bill no. Belichick done? Do You think Bill Belichick's done? Because this is not normal. We'll talk to Michael Lombardi. Uh, and Oh my god. They talked to Mike <laughs> Lombardi. <laughs> you had me for a little when, while in the When they made us do that on the radio, we would all be like, oh no, what did we do wrong now? They're gonna make Everybody. us talk to Mike Lombardi again. It's like painful. Um, but uh, that's silly. And I guess, you know, you gotta try to you know say something that'll that'll get Twitter buzzing and he's saying Belichick checked out. I mean you could say Belichick desperately needs Tom Brady to win and we you know the numbers but- back that up. But you can't say he's not trying.
1: That's Well, this is the problem when you have sports radio that has to give you 24-7 content when the answer is pretty obvious, right? There are two Cam Newton fumbles and one linebacker not sitting the season out from being in the playoffs. And everybody knows it. The, and now they have their best defensive player of the year is out, too. It's pretty obvious what happened here. And I just told you in 30 seconds. That doesn't work for talk radio, so you have to overanalyze. No, I, like twelve I, I, men on the field. Pat McAfee's
2: not usually a hot taker, though. Like he's
0: a he's a player's he's a player. Yeah, he is.
2: No, we're well, yeah, not like not crazy. Okay, dude, that's not even that hot of a take. I know, know that's, that's just, just dumb.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. just dumb, and I guess if he didn't punt in the NFL, no one would even notice that he said that, right? It's just like, oh, he punted, so he says Belichick quit. Let's. uh Let's all run with that. All right. We, we got to
2: oh, get me and Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee is one of the best sports media guys out there right now. Absolutely. He does better.
0: No, right. You don't don't even listen. Does better
2: really? right. <laughs> he <does better laughs>
1: right. What the hell kind of comment is that? No, <laughs> Jerry, did you really think you're going to strike a nerve
2: on Pat McAfee? I mean, he's, funny? Doing, he's funny. He's talented. He, he's-
0: you know, when's the last time you listened to his entire podcast?
2: Oh, I don't listen to his entire
0: podcast. I just okay. watch the clips on social media like I watch for everything else. All so, right. Well, so. uh, we got to get to the uh, couple things. Our big announcement which was teased by Tom Shattuck on Twitter. So we have to do it. And another reason, if you don't have enough already, not to listen to uh, traditional radio, I'm going to tell you why you can't, you shouldn't do that. But first I'm going to tell you about shake concrete. It's important. Shake concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know that my brother-in-law Greg and the folks at shake concrete have a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home I need to replace an old set of stairs on an old home. Shea has great values with designs for your home. They're available in concrete and customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You know what? What a great Christmas present. I mean, you know, I, I see these commercials where people give Lexuses to their wives with big bows on them. I don't think anyone's ever done that. How about a set of steps to improve your home, make it look better, make it worth more. It's an investment and you don't have to do anything. Shea will do everything. You sit inside, look out the window, watch them take away the old stairs, put in the new ones, and boom, your house is worth more just like that. To learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps, just log on to ShayConcrete.com. All right, before we get to our big announcement I don't know if you saw this story, BB, but
1: this is your feel good story in some, everyone that thinks that Jerry's going to just mail it in three days before Christmas, you've done five segments, just ripping
0: people. This is your feel good story. Ironically. I'm going to give you uh, (laughs) a story. This is from, I don't know where it's Microsoft news. A North Korean fishing boat captain was publicly executed by North Korean authorities after admitting to listen, listening to American radio. Now, you gotta go read down the story to find out he was listening to uh the boston red sox broadcast so i don't feel bad for this guy i mean you get what you deserve uh but they took this guy was a fishing boat captain who listened to uh uh american radio on radio free asia when he was like out in his boat so they caught him he was ratted out by one of his uh uh Fishing, whatever his uh, subordinates, it's like mutiny on the body. He was ratted out, said that guy listens to American radio. So they publicly shot him at the base in front of 100 other fishing boat captains and managers of the facility's fishing processing plant. So they took all the captains and made them watch and they executed him by firing squad for listening to American radio, which is another reason. Everybody should drop that and listen to podcasts the way I've done. They're much easier, it's simpler. You don't have, you know, the long commercials, <laughs> you don't, and you can know when you're listening to podcasts that there's not some uh scared program director begging you to not talk about whatever the stimulus bill or the vaccine because somebody might call and complain and demand an apology. I mean, every day we hear about these.
2: VB and I are fully prepared right now to talk about Zidane Chara and will he end up with
0: the Bruins next time. And week. I, I think well, you should yeah, do that as soon as we're done with this podcast. You but guys, Jerry, together you're, you're making the
1: bigger point here. You ought to be, first of all, I don't know whether you can believe any story that involves North Korea ever. I always hear about people that got executed and then five years later, oh, it turns out they didn't get executed.
0: Why did they have them feed them to the dogs? That's always more dramatic to me. Well, that,
1: that story, I think, was turned out to be not true. Isn't that aunt or brother or Don't whatever try it is. To ruin the now. Story. Don't
0: trying to ruin the story
1: well it turns out that kim jong-un didn't get seven holes in one in that round of golf oh, too. I, I thought you could believe some of this stuff. the story here though jerry is it's one of my favorite lines or quotes of all time but pigs get fat hogs get slaughtered so this captain he had like one boat years ago and they said go get some fish for the country and he got some fish and over time, he became so successful that he has, like, a whole fleet. He's, like, the biggest, one of the biggest fishing yeah, like, magnets in North Korea. It's but, like Forrest Gump or Bubba Gump. But he, hogs get slaughtered. He forgot that he lives in North Korea and thought he was bigger than it, and he thought the rules don't apply to him. And they even told him, you might want to cut the crap with the radio, and he's like... <laughs> I'm so 3,000 miles out. Who's going to catch me? And some rat ratted him. And by the way, what do you think happened to that rat, Jerry? That rat's uh, expecting a
0: palace somewhere. I'm guessing that rat like... probably, with the probably just got too. promoted to fish boat. Oh, yeah, I bet he clear. got killed. See, uh, there you go, Dave. For the description of this podcast, VB defends Kim Jong un, who executed a fisherman for uh, <laughs> listening to, uh, to the EDI. That's your story. Um, and, and as far as I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that. The guy should have known better. He should have listened to podcasts like the rest of us. Uh, radio is dead, as we all know. Um, but um, now. Are you
1: under the impression he could listen to American podcasts, Jerry? Like he could be dialing you up. Yes,
0: that's okay. Kim Jong-un said that's okay. He's a big fan of the Callahan podcast. He's also, you know, he's a big uh uh he likes all these the, the right wing podcasts. He's really into you know Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino and all those guys. And of course, uh what's your favorite one? Um Colin Oh spin <clears throat> spin chicklets. Spin chicklets, yep. chick- guy. Guy. yeah. Yeah. Apparently, you should be listening to the
1: Pat McAfee one. I
2: thought, was I, was talking to myself. I thought my mic was on. I was talking to myself. I said Pat McAfee before. So. But we can't, uh, we, also, we can't do clickbait headlines anymore, Jerry, because we've gone corporate. So I think you're going to get into that. We've
0: got to right, we get into that now. We've got to wrap this up with our big announcement, which was teased for some reason by Shattuck. Did you tell him to do that? Shattuck tweeted out. Well, we he did text me, so I might have screwed it up. He's texting me we'll something. Definitely screwed That's, up. It up. That's okay. You know, I don't even know if VB even knows about this, but uh, you don't. Well, we the Callahan Podcast has signed a big, big, big deal with Podcast One, national podcast distributor. It's what we've been um, working towards for a year, almost a year now, uh, and it's done. We just signed it. Podcast One will be distributing this podcast beginning January four. You might have heard some of uh, you know some hints that they're uh, that we're teaming up with them already. I know I've done some things. I got a text from some a tweet, a uh, tweet from somebody who said they heard me doing some voice stuff, some spots and some uh, some uh, little whatever we've been doing commentaries on the Adam Carolla show. Yes. It's pretty cool. Adam Carolla's podcast is in the Guinness Book of World Records is the most downloaded podcast in the world. He's, you know, we're uh, partners now. We're buds. You know, we yeah, like, yeah. When they
2: make a, when they're going to make a billboard of podcast one featuring all of their podcasters, it's going to be Pitbull,
0: Mike Tyson,
2: Shaq, and then Jerry Callahan right there. Yes. yes.
0: And, and, uh, Carol has already offered to let me uh, drive some of his cars. He has like, you know, 30 cars and, Porsches and Vets and all kinds of, you know, Maseratis. Oh, man, He's I see incredible. how this is going. That's is. Next
1: year, Jerry gets a house in the Hamptons. This is so obvious how this is going to play out. We're going to be Jerry Hamptons. Yeah. I see it coming now. Well, I, We're, I go,
0: back. We're back, baby. Yeah. I, I go north. I go north to Maine. But you know what? Next winter, Howie Hamptons has a place in Palm Beach. I don't know if you heard us do this last week. Howard Stern bought a place in Palm Beach for $52 million, a house. He's got three homes combined. They're worth almost two hundred million. Um, but he spends a lot of time in Palm Beach. It's got you know like bowling alley, wine cellar, all that stuff. That's where I'm going to be next winter. I'm going to be down there with uh, with Trump. who will be you know whatever.
1: Jerry Hampton sounds better than Jerry Palms, if you know what I mean. Jerry. I don't want to go with that one. A, for you. Uh, I, don't know, Boca. <laughs> I think.
0: I'd like I to can't call you
1: Jerry Palms because I think Jeffrey Tubin has that nickname now. That's true.
0: I'd be on the West Coast for more New Englanders and Bostonians. East Coast is more New Yorkers and you know Howie Hamptons and and Donald Trump. I would be over there in Fort Myers with the with the working people from New England. That's where I would be. But anyway, that's down the road. Stop distracting me. We're we're um, we're reveling in our big news that we are going to podca- join Podcast One. You will hear. Some signs of it, I guess, in uh, in the in the podcast. Hopefully, it'll sound better. Hopefully, they'll promote us more. Um, that was a shot of you,
1: Wow. Even in taking a victory lap, you give a shot at Cullenade. Not a shot at well, your headline for this one. Jerry it's takes hard. a victory lap and dumps all over me. Like, come
0: on. Okay, okay <laughs> enough fine. of that. I'm not dumping on him. You want to hear something amazing? I mean, Cullenade's an idiot, but I couldn't have done it without him because we've been on it almost a year. We started last first of the year last year. He hasn't missed a day. The culinary, not one day. We're taking no
1: hockey, Jerry. That's why you, he
0: doesn't. Well, if you've worked in sports radio and you have worked in news, uh, talk radio, I mean, there are, like, I, only some, I only looked at some, I only looked at some, let me try. finish a sentence. Where okay. I'm <laughs> and like everybody <laughs> like on, on talk radio takes like the month of, uh, you know, December off or Jan and they take a month in July off. I used to do that. Culinary hasn't, Asked off you'll be doing that
1: again now that you sold out too we all know that jerry you're gonna get one every other month from jerry now man you can see it look at the, the gleam in your eye as you think about all the perks you're gonna get jerry this isn't about me you're like congress once you get yours man you're gonna throw us
0: to the yes, wall no, no, I, I, you know, culinane has been a big part of it um We'll. I. I got Bob Snyder, Shattuck, not really. Bob Snyder, our, our our consultant, our advisor, and you know, put the deal together. Couldn't have done it without him. Yeah, I, I only called him. him. I only called him an asshole to his face once in the last year, too. So well, And no, he's called you like a thousand times uh, mm-hmm. since. But uh, got the deal done. It's. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing going forward. We're excited about it. We are taking a little time off next week. It'll be spent a lot of it. <laughs> what was he laughing about?
1: I don't know. Already, man, you are one of, you became one of them like that, Jerry.
0: I just said, I'm one of those people. who used to take months off I know. And you're right radio. back months and that has all changed and I'm okay with it, but we're going to be uh, getting some of the pieces in place. Technically it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of effort involved in going, uh, making the switch to podcast one, starting January four. Correct. Do we have that day, right, Colin? day uh, right,
2: that No, not really, because it we're is. already trending on the website, so they're they're already promoting a, it. We're the top trending podcast on Podcast One right now. So that's you cool. know
0: what we call that Colleen in the business a slow launch, a yeah. soft, a launcher. soft
2: launch. A we're soft big soft launchers, launchers here. We soft
0: launched last December and we're soft launching again. To podcast one, we will be. Uh,
2: and by the way, to all our people that have been here since day one, there was one issue that really riled us up in the beginning of this podcast, and it was that stupid logo at the beginning of the podcast. And apparently, the cartoon Jerry callan might be making a comeback. It on might it, be, which is <laughs> um, one of the that's... biggest disgraces of all time. And it's but the fact of whoever put that in your ear. That scares the shit out of me that they want that logo back. Uh, it scares I'm,
0: I'm, You know, I care about lots of things and lots of little things, but that's not top of my list. I even told them I'm not uh, that uh, married to any logo. Go if they want to change it. They want to put their thing on there. Their little logo as part of my logo. I'm fine with it. I'm not sure what they're going to do. They might go back to the cartoon Bill Walton. They might, you know, go back to, your logo. See, Dave's very competitive. He put the second I'm not, logo.
2: no, I'm the same with you. I don't care. That cartoon logo is just insane. Like it's just the it's insane that we use that for as long as we did. That thing is let's insane. have
1: the hey, let's have cartoon Jerry leaning on and entering the Hamptons
0: sign. That might be yeah, the new logo. Know, I just told you I'm not doing the Hamptons. Do I go to Maine. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Pom uh, no, I'm gonna go to uh somewhere like Naples. How's that? Naples that, that wouldn't work either, but uh maybe Congrats,
1: that's that's fantastic and that is not easy what you did especially with the you know macgyver like gum and paper clips that you've put this thing that together is true. We,
0: we we and we should thank the legacy club because that's where we did it until uh, the, the freaking pandemic shut the world down oh, should I say the governor shut the world down and kicked us out of there and you know maybe we'll end up going back for some things but right now it's working the way we're doing it i got my i got my little. Uh, what do you call this thing again? Mixer. Got my mixer a mixer and a headset. I mean, you're. Yeah. I got no, nine months, but I'm we got there. I'm like, I gotta get one
1: of these, Jerry. This is what you need
0: now. A Santa. No, no. Yeah. I got my allied paving hat and I should thank those guys to allied paving and shake concrete and DCU and yeah. the people who stuck with us, not just, you know, through a year of podcasting, but through a pandemic yep. and they easily could have said, you know, we can't do it anymore. And they didn't. And I think they're all coming with us. That's something I'm working on today. In fact, Colin, trying to get uh, this figured out so that we can bring our local. It's only a few, but our local advertisers have been so good and so loyal, bring them with us to the national platform, but that's all happening. You'll hear it. You'll see it. To be honest with you, we don't know exactly how it's all going to work in terms of, you know, guests and in terms of uh, interviews. And there's a lot, we're still learning, but it's a good thing, a great thing. And it's exactly what we were hoping for on from day one. Some people, you know, have it easy when they, when I see some people announce their podcast, like, you know, Pat McAfee or, or, uh, you know, you name it, these big, there was some big uh, NFL guy, Will Blackman announced yesterday. He's got a, a podcast that he's starting and it's some company hired him. That's not how, and, and he's going to make it about wine and cigars. Did you know this? former BC player, Will Blackman played like 10 years in the NFL. Somebody hired him. I don't even know what company to do a podcast about wine and cigars. And I'm saying, you got it so easy. You know, some of us have to start with nothing. We have to team up with a dope like Cullinane and piece it all together and hope it all works. And it has, and we can't thank everybody who is listening, who has clicked, who has subscribed, who has rated, who has reviewed, This wouldn't have happened without you. We appreciate you more than anything. We appreciate the people who have continued for almost a year to click and listen and subscribe and to tell their friends. Are you
1: you at least going to dock Shattuck a week's pay for breaking this before you had a chance? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to
0: have to ask him tomorrow why he broke it, but that's okay. We were going to break it by tomorrow anyway, break it before Christmas. But I should thank Shattuck, VB, Reamer, uh, um, Turtle Boy. Yeah, I guess Turtle Boy, too. Yeah, I guess. Um, And and our man Mute will be turning, you know, uh, at some point we're going to get Mute back on here, our quarterback. But all the guys who've come on for the last year. Here's the
1: people you really should be thanking, Jerry, because they're the ones that made it happen more than most. Sarah Fuller, Anthony
0: Fauci. Um, uh yeah, Governor Cuomo. The, the, like, the, the, the Wuhan, Wuhan lab that release the virus. We spent you know we <laughs> did, <laughs> I'd like to thank Wuhan lab. Like <laughs> I mean, we didn't think we'd spend half the time talking about a a virus and a shutdown and a lockdown and an election. I mean, it it was a crazy year. And here's what happened. I think I said this. I feel like you know, we mentioned Forrest Gump earlier. Do you remember his big break? He had the shrimp boat couldn't catch any shrimp, but he was out at sea when the storm came in and wiped out all the other boats. So he was the only boat there. And suddenly the shrimp were plentiful. He got rich. Well, we had a pandemic that crushed a lot of sports podcasts. Some of them, our, our competitors couldn't even continue. They had to like go on a hiatus because there was no sports in April and May and June, and they couldn't adjust. All we did was go from talking about you know, Tom Brady and the NFL and whatever, you know, half the time to talk in full-time coronavirus and shutdowns and protests and George Floyd and BLM and, and chaos in the streets. And it worked out perfectly. We didn't miss a beat. In fact, we got our numbers went up because there was so much to talk about and we weren't afraid to talk about it. And, and, Hold on, are
1: you are you genuinely thanking Wuhan Labs now? It sure sounds like it. it.
2: (laughs) Calling there's your headline. teaser. I I want to thank. (laughs) Do not include that in the press release. I want to thank. (laughs) That's what it uh, is.
0: I want to thank the Chinese government for covering it up, so making sure you know spread. And we had something to talk. I'm just. You want to thank
2: Putin for developing a
1: vaccine? Yes. You got I, a lot you know, of lists, a lot of people to thank
0: and thank I want to thank all the the writers and Antifa, you know for burning down the church and burning Bibles and all the things we've talked about in the last year. There was sports, not much sports, but there was plenty of other things and we had no problem pivoting and talking about those things, which made all the difference. We didn't have to sit there like the people who are doing my old job and pretend to care about you know the Celtics in in these NBA summer league they had or someone else they're not allowed to talk about the big issues which is why it's so great it's so uh, it feels so good to be here doing this with you two losers and not being on the radio and being <laughs> and being forced to talk about things i still talk to uh, one or two people over there and they are just miserable they're it's it's worse than ever they're being forced to talk about things they don't want to talk about they're being uh forced to not talk about things like oh i don't know the biggest election of our lifetime you know riots pandemics shutdowns off limits can't do it get back to that uh, nba talk that sounds miserable and and i think listeners have you know responded it because because it sounds miserable and hopefully lots of them have come over to the the podcast world Cause that's where it's at BB. This is where it's at. And it's- let's
1: bring this full circle though, Jerry, I haven't read the full 5,500 pages yet of the relief bill. Is there money in there allocated for you to get technically up to date for your new podcast? Is that, there, there is that what I'm going to find out weeks from now? Ayanna Presley took care of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there should be, it makes more sense than giving it to Pakistan for gender programs, but, uh, no, but hopefully there'll be money from somewhere else, VB, because that's what it's all about. And that's what we were looking for, and that's where we got it done. And uh, thanks to you and to all all uh, the co-hosts who've joined us. Thanks to Cullinane. Thanks to Snyder. Thanks to our new friends at Podcast One. But mostly thanks to uh, to listeners and subscribers. And if you're not, do it now. Hit subscribe. You don't have to listen to every minute. You don't have to rate and review, although that'd be nice. But you do have to subscribe and tell your friends. And once again, thanks to uh, Shake Concrete and DCU and Allied Paving and all the folks who supported us for the last year. If you knew uh, this was coming,
1: Jerry, 100%. how come I only got the how come I only got the one pound tin of popcorn for Christmas? Oh, you could have gone for the five pound. I got four kids.
0: Come yeah, on. Well, we we used to pay. We used to the M and M's were plentiful. The, the popcorn used to have beer you know we used to have you know all kinds of treats but uh that's just not allowed anymore unfortunately um and you know what i'm in that neighborhood all the time there's nothing sadder than neighborhoods that relied on you know boston garden or fenway park or you know concerts or you know live music those neighborhoods are wiped out it's it sucks but We've survived and uh, hopefully they'll all be back because yeah, I'd love to go back there. I'd love to go back and do some more, do some live podcasts, do some uh, remote podcasts, but that stuff's not happening right now. Hopefully it will soon enough. What's but, the
1: nearest prison to you, Jerry? Cause that's going to be safe soon. So Nashua, you could probably
0: do it from there. I, I walk by jog by Nashville street jail all the time and, and wave do to, it the, from there. to the convicts. But I have a, I have a story about uh, about prison that I'm going to tell one of these days. It's pretty interesting, but I'm not ready to do that now. Just let me bask in this big news. But uh, did I get it all in there, Cullinane? Did I miss anything?
2: You got it all in. I got to, uh, I got to find one of our new colleagues that uh, I'll end up leaving you for. Because when we first started this podcast, I said, if and uh, Chicklets called, I'm out of here. And uh, I, maybe I, we're I... called, unfortunately. So I got to find a new one. Lady Gang looks pretty good. These chicks look hot. So maybe I can get in with them.
0: What happened to Jeremy Roenick? I thought you and he were going to team up.
2: I know, I know. I did. I didn't get make contact. They're not interested in the Cully experience, unfortunately. And he's
0: not. Have doing you ever contact. met him? Have you ever met him, Dave?
2: Uh, well, oh, oh, I, did. I, did. Oh, I okay. uh, did. make that. Happen. I met Jr. the night before he got busted for those Catherine Tappern comments. I met him that night.
0: Did he ever start a podcast? I thought he was going. No, to. I think
2: he's delaying. I, I follow him on social media, though. He's—I I don't know. Maybe he's got to hold up, and and he was starting some business that I haven't seen come through. So
0: he should. He's—you know—he's good and outspoken. And he got screwed. We thank. Uh, and we we talked about that for a couple of days. That was. <laughs> we thank
1: Jeremy Ronick for getting fired. That was kind of weird. the weirdest was acceptance early. speech I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was fired. fired saying,
0: <laughs> you're <doing> nothing wrong. <laughs> nothing.
1: Do you want to thank Mike Milbury too? Because yeah. he got removed from the bubble. Yes, and- we did a lot of Mike
0: Milbury talk and Jeremy Roach talk early on, and uh, they both got screwed. But you know that's good. That's why people listen to podcasts because networks and just like radio networks, TV networks have just uh, just bowed to the pressure. They have been destroyed by the cancel culture, and without that, we wouldn't be here. And without that, we wouldn't have all the the listeners we do. So anyway. Hi, right, Colleen. Well, thanks for hanging around for the for the last year. And VB, uh, have a great Christmas. Good luck to your loser Falcons. And uh, I hope you got uh, all your kids' guns, Nerf guns. I said the same to uh, Shattuck. Get them guns, would you? They need to learn. Get
1: them <laughs> Christmas advice from Jerry Callan. Yeah, That's a subsidiary podcast that'll be coming in 20- twenty. Right, get
0: them, get them Nerf guns. Those are awesome. <laughs> all right thanks vb appreciate it and uh thanks to everybody for listening again we'll be we'll be back tomorrow we'll talk to shattuck and find out why he broke this big story but uh what can i say
2: it's not that he it's it's the way he teased it because it's it's a kind of insider podcasty thing that's really good for us so it's kind of like a hey listeners I mean, hopefully the
0: show will sound better will be better but it's not a huge difference for our our listeners, it's just, you know, be happy for me, would you, for Christ's sake? Oh, Everybody be yeah. happy for me. As But as Archie Parker said to Edith on the wedding anniversary, I couldn't have did it without you. You know, couldn't have did it without you. And uh, I appreciate every one of you. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And we'll do it again tomorrow.
2: Now, why am I stopping? You, no one else stops.
0: I don't Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.